the confidence and the joy that I see on people's faces when they take my classes and they've made their meal and they can't believe they've done it and they're proud of themselves and I get the feedback afterwards. It's just incredible. It, you know, makes me happy. It, they're then making better choices. So like all around. Welcome back to Scotland Talks, bringing you less stress and more success with the power of joy. I'm Anne Scotland, coach, teacher, and a best-selling author around the subjects of joy and your emotional wellness and what you can do to bring more joy into your life. Today, I am super excited to have someone in the studio with me who talks about food and I love food. I love <laughs> cooking. I cannot tell you how excited I am because food really brings me a lot of joy as a healthy part of your lifestyle. So I just want to welcome Debbie Brosnan from The Effortless Kitchen. Hi, Anne. Great to see you. Thanks Good for having me. Yes. Yeah, so excited. I just can't wait to hear more about what you do. So your job um, sounds like, well, why don't you give us an, a summary of what you do in a sentence or two? Okay. Um, my dream job is what I'm currently doing. Um, I am teaching virtual cooking classes. So I am teaching people to cook in their homes for themselves. And we are focusing on healthier eating, simple recipes, something that can be prepared within an hour or less so that those that feel intimidated in the kitchen or those that are in a food rut feel like they have something new to cook, that they feel empowered to cook something new and maybe even be inspired to try other new things. Woo! That does sound like a dream job. We were talking before we yeah. started. That sounds like a dream job, <laughs> cooking and sharing with others. And then you said adding travel. Yes, I did. I had a travel this year and oh my gosh, I cannot wait for my November trip. We can talk about that later if you want wow. or now, whatever, whenever you want to talk about it. That is amazing. <laughs> so, um, so what got you started in this to begin with? Um, so I have always had a love for food and I always wanted to do something in the food world and couldn't figure out what that was at the age of 17 when I was going off to college. So I became a CPA instead. And big difference. <laughs> did not love that. Um, was a stay-at-home mom. I uh, did some direct sales for Stella and Dot for a while. And then I just decided to get brave and start this business. And I started it in 2019 as a personal chef business for a way for me to just cook for people and make it simple. So I went into their homes to cook their weekly meals and it took off without a hitch in the beginning until COVID happened. Um, and then I had to put it on pause. And while it was on pause, um, people were bored out of their minds in <laughs> lockdown during the beginning of COVID. And as was I, but I just started making videos and putting them on Facebook of what I was making for dinner. And this business turned into a business organically from that, from people getting excited about those videos. And then I turned it into a little group and then we became wow. a business and, and had my, started my first virtual cooking class that I actually got paid for, um, this month, two years ago. Amazing. No, no, actually we're in June now, May. May, May, two years okay. ago. Amazing, <laughs> yeah. amazing. So what first got you, like, I know you said for a long time you'd wanted to work in food. What what, what made you, what brought you joy around food even early in life, even as a teenager? Um, being in the kitchen, being part of something that 
my mother and my grandmother were doing. So I got to spend time with them. Um, I loved the flavors of food. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and I had the opportunity to try um, food from cultures outside of my own. And so that was really interesting to me. Um, And I was always just intrigued by different tastes and flavors and trying out new things. So, um, you know, I always thought, well, how can I, how can I use this love of food as a business? And I really, it took me a long time to figure it out. I am not a trained chef. And that was part of what was going on was mm-hmm. who will hire me if I'm not a trained chef? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't need the degree. The mind, <laughs> the mind, the mind. Oh my yes. goodness. And I talk about this all the time. So yeah. many of us who have been, were afraid for so long to do what we dreamed of because maybe you didn't have, you know, the PhD or you didn't, you know, you weren't a trained mm-hmm. chef or, you know, and like, oh, nobody would ever listen. Nobody would ever want my services or, you know, whatever it is. And then only to discover that once you kind of get aligned with what, you know, the universe is trying to hand you and give you like the, the flow comes and it's amazing and really yeah. being in what you love. Um, if it makes you happy, because I know some people are in artistic and creative businesses that they love, but the actual work itself makes them very unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, like the environment, whether that's, you know, Hollywood or whatever that is, is really a downer. And it really kind of mm-hmm. kills that that joy that they have that they originally got from their craft or whatever they're passionate about. So if it makes you happy, Definitely you want to pursue that either as your career or as I tell people too, if you have a large family and you have to have to, you know, you have to have your day job, then if nothing else as something passionate you can do um, on the side. And it sounds like you were teaching a lot of people how to cook kind of sort of for the first time. It is for the first time for a lot of people. um, And I did find joy in that more so than doing the personal chef work because I was a done for you service before. Mm -hmm. Now I'm really teaching people how to do it for themselves. And the confidence and the joy that I see on people's faces when they take my classes and they've made their meal and they can't believe they've done it and they're proud of themselves. And I get the feedback afterwards. It's just incredible. It you know, makes me happy. It they're then making better choices. So like all around, um, I never would have built my business as a virtual cooking class business and put myself on camera. I'm a little bit introverted. And I find that when I can talk about something that I'm passionate about, like all of that goes away. And I watch back my videos of my classes and I'm like, oh, wow, I was really good. Like, you know, like you get in your head and you're like, oh, I didn't say this. I didn't say that. And I was like, oh, I would take that class. That was amazing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. No, that makes so much sense. I totally relate too. when you're doing something you feel really love, love and passionate about, you know, because I've I've been on camera on and off my whole life. And, you know, there's some venues that I still find really stressful. And then there's others where I just feel like I can snap right into myself when I'm really being myself, when I'm talking about something that I love and that I'm passionate about and that I think is making a difference in the world, it's kind of effortless comparatively, right? And, and then even if you do screw up, it's, you kind of don't care. It's just like, oh, yeah. whatever, I'm human. Yeah. Like that's the I trend, know. right? You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be human. <laughs> 
That's right. And I'm not polished by any means, um, but it, it is what it is. I am who I am. And that's why people come to my classes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, so right now, so what's your very favorite part right now of what you're doing in your business or, or what piece of the training or what piece of the classes or, you know, what, what's just your favorite part? So I have a couple of things. One is really helping that person who has that story that they can't cook. They're a terrible cook turn themselves around and realize that's just a story that really lights me up. And then, um, I have a corporate side of my business where I do, um, corporate events for team building activities for, um, I do some nonprofit fundraising and I really love the nonprofit fundraising and being able to give back, um, with the business that I have and also help people cook while we're doing it. Wow. Yeah. So to win-win situation with that, that, that mm -hmm. is super, super cool. Mm -hmm. So, um, so do you, um, spend more time around, uh, certain meals that are your favorite to teach, or do you find people, most people want to know more about say dinner, for example, or what do you find that you teach the most? So I do more, first of all, I'm more of a savory chef and I do tend more towards, um, something that we would eat at dinner time. Nice. Um, my live classes are at 1 PM on Saturdays. So oh. we're basically cooking lunch. Mm -hmm. If you're on the West coast, it ends up being like a brunch, but it's <laughs> yeah, always a savory. Right. It's usually yeah. a savory brunch. Nice. Like this weekend we're making chilaquiles, which is Ooh. a Mexican breakfast yeah. food, but you can eat it any time of day. Wow. Um, and I like to mix it up. I like mm -hmm. to mix up the style of food that we're making. I always try to put a healthier spin on it. Nice. Um, and I get inspired by various foods that I've eaten and tried. So I always say, you know, if we're doing something that I call Korean, I would say it's Korean inspired. It's not necessarily like yeah. the authentic dish, but it's going to have the flavors that will remind you of that type of food. Amazing. So, uh, so do you, um, so you, I see, you know, you're Korean inspired. Um, do you love experimenting with like new flavors, new ideas, like, or, or do you kind of like you have your tried and true go-tos and you just stick to that? Well, I can't stick to it because I have been teaching classes for two years and I have to keep creating new yes. menus. So I can't just go back to like the good old standbys. Um, yeah. I may have to repeat. There are people who are requesting old recipes. So I may have yeah, to yeah. do some repeats, but sure. I don't want the people who continually come back to my classes to be bored. So yeah. I have to mix it up. So yes, I am continually challenged to create new ideas, new recipes. I watch a lot of food network. Sometimes I'm like, Ooh, that looks great. I can't wait to try that. And I'll just try to figure out how to make it. To um, and then offer it to my classes. That's amazing. Um, so, uh, what was I going to ask around that? Oh, so do you have, um, do you have on your site, uh, for people, do you have recipes or do you offer a recipe book? I know you offer your classes, but are there other resources you have? So I don't have a recipe book offering. Um, I don't offer the recipes for purchase. There's gotcha. recorded classes that are for purchase. Oh, nice. And when you purchase a recorded class, you get the recipe for that class. Nice. Um, and at some point, I'm hoping by the end of the year, I'm going to write a cookbook because nice. I've been teaching for two years. I basically have a cookbook ready to go. Nice. I just need to compile it and yeah. um, get that going. So yeah, I just put it out there to the universe and now I have to make it happen, right? 
Yeah. And I mean, and, and, and you can just, just even start with the electronic version, which is so much more simple and mm -hmm. there's almost mm -hmm. no overhead and, um, well, you can always ping me. I know good book people. Um, so let me know if you ever, even just for the electronic books, whatever, if it makes it easier, Fantastic. I got stuck around like layout, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. and you know, I just found people who were just good at it and they were affordable and oh, made my life so much easier. So yeah, absolutely. That is so good. Cause yeah, I love, I looked at, I was looking at a lot of the pictures on your website and I saw a lot of like really yummy looking healthy stuff. And mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, some kind of kale salad on the homepage with something mm -hmm. else in it. And I was like, oh, that looks good. Cause I've always been, uh, I grew up cooking from, I would say the age of five or six. Again, with my mom, she was a home ec teacher back in the day when oh. you could actually get a master's in that. And, uh, but she was also vegetarian and actually later as a child vegan. So we did some, you know, really creative cooking, if you will. There were a lot of innovation and that was back when things weren't so readily available, you know, like veggie burgers or things like that. You know, we had to do a, mm -hmm. a lot of innovative cooking to eat that way. But I just fell in love with cooking and I have still in my recipe box, my first recipe, because from the very beginning, my mom was a very good cook, but very bound by recipes, which have a place for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I always liked inventing things. I was always, I wanted to invent it and do it my way and try something new. So I have my very mm -hmm. first recipe that I ever wrote in my recipe box. And it's, I didn't, I couldn't really write yet. It was literally drawn out. So it, it was vegetable soup and it shows, I was probably like, I said, six, and it shows there's a carrot and then it shows it that it's diced and then there's oh, like a piece so of celery, funny you illustrated your diced. recipe card and then there's a pot like i didn't know how to write all that and so that you have it. to frame that that's amazing i, I should you're right i really should because that's very special and ever since you know getting more and more creative with cooking and i like to the way i like to cook is um if it's is get inspired and then kind of go off on my own or if it's something tough then do it exactly according to the recipe several times and then see if i want to spin off but i just mm -hmm. it gives me so much joy to just be in the kitchen kitchen creatively it's the, for me it's one of the best stress outlets Mm -hmm. It's one of the things that makes me happiest, the fastest, and then you get to eat it at the end, which is like, I know, such so rewarding, right? Right. I know. I do. Um, I wonder what listeners will think when they hear that, because I know there's so many people out there that feel so nervous to cook and branch off from a recipe. And that's okay, too. Right. <laughs> it's okay to follow a recipe. Um, I'd rather people follow a recipe than just be so intimidated. They don't even touch it. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Um, I do a lot of teaching around how to work with the recipe if you're totally uncomfortable mm -hmm. and then how to adjust the flavors at the end if you don't like it, because a lot of people will say, well, that's just a bad recipe. It mm -hmm. might not be a bad recipe. It's just not good for your palate. Yeah. So here's ways to adapt to mm -hmm. your palate. Absolutely. See if we can make it better. Take some notes. And next time you have the perfect recipe. I love that, that you actually kind of opening up their minds, how they can slowly learn to adapt it. And what you're offering is so much better, but um, I always wanted to cook with my husband and, you know, and we're both full-time professionals with three dogs. We don't have kids. So, you know, we, we will cook the kind of food we really like to eat. And mm -hmm. he was kind of like, I'm the brunch guy. I can make pancakes and eggs and that's my thing. Sure. And I was like, I'll take it. But I would so love to, I mean, I've been cooking in the kitchen with someone since like my whole life. I really would love to do that. 
And of course it took one of his guy friends, of course, finally, <laughs> to say, uh, was trying one of the food delivery services that come with the meal plans and the mm -hmm. printed, printed cards. And I was like, totally try it. And so he's the, you know, his friend gave him the two free weeks or whatever it was. And it was just what he needed. Cause he just didn't, you know, he wouldn't, might not have said that, but he just didn't know how or have the confidence. So mm -hmm. then better what you're doing when actually like hands-on live cooking clean teaching but you know he had the pictures he had the ingredients the ingredients was a big thing for him so and then um you know pretty soon we're cooking together then pretty soon he's cooking on his own and now we don't do that anymore and he'll still just cook on his own but it just took that little bit of a boost to feel yep. like Oh, mm -hmm. it's not that hard. In fact, now he's um, he makes several things that I don't make. I mean, one, he became a, a kind of an espresso snob in the last couple of years and got himself a La Marocca. And it's just like, yeah. I don't even touch that thing. Like he says, do it. I'm like, I don't know. It's just complicated. Uh, and then his other thing that he fell in love with again. So ladies, if you want your husband to maybe try cooking, talk to their guy friends and find the ones who cook <laughs> to get them encouraged. One of his other guy friends was um, gave him a bunch of sourdough starter. And now oh. he's become literally like, I never have been good at bread. And he is like the expert on sourdough bread now. I mean, his stuff, I would buy his stuff over a bakery. It's magnificent. It's, oh, My so God. it's just so exciting. And, and I find that I don't know for me i don't know what you think that often working cooking with someone brings me extra joy oh yes it's definitely a a good activity to do with somebody else i do a lot of couples cooking people come to my classes with their partner um in my house it's a little different um i think my husband gets intimidated and i get impatient i'm really really patient in my classes but when it's in my house <laughs> No, I get this. This happens in my house too. Yeah. He's like, stop telling me what to do. I'm like, you're going to want to turn that burner down. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and okay, well, burns. should I just let you burn it? Like, I'm not yeah. sure. Like, what's the right answer there? Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's so funny. So yeah, everyone finds their way. Some people like cooking alone. Some like people cook in groups. If you, someone in your house doesn't a fan of cooking, which is totally fine. Maybe they're a fan of cleaning up. That'd be nice. Uh, mm -hmm. a friend, having a friend over every so often, make it a, make it a girlfriend date, make it a, you know, friends and family or couples date or something and just have a good time. Or another integration for, I found in our, in my household was bringing the outdoor grilling piece in early on, because that seems like more of a dude thing to do in a certain maybe tradition. Yes. And yeah. so I bought him a couple cookbooks. He never opened them, but he did start grilling. I found some great recipes in there, like like um, this incredible lime butter, lime butter and um, hot pepper for putting on corn on the cob to grill and like just some Yum. yummy stuff like that. <laughs> but it also kind of got him started again, it came less foreign to be working with the food and kind of doing it hands on. Yeah. Yeah. And just, it just takes a little bit of that jump start, and then it's really not that hard. Mm -hmm. I like to say that everyone can cook like that mm -hmm. is on my website. I really believe it. Everyone can cook. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of, of stepping into it and stepping past your fears. Absolutely. And I love again, what you said about, you know, helping people kind of learn how they can, um, you know, work with flavors, work with their own palate, find what they like and they don't like. Like over the years, I've discovered if a recipe calls for cumin, 
I don't love cumin. I don't hate it, but I'm just going to use a pinch, not a teaspoon. Like sure. there'll be this tiny essence, you know, a lot of Mexican food and other cuisines obviously use it. It's like a little essence of it, but not too much. Too much, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I'm like, ugh, I just don't like it. So learning mm -hmm. that you don't have to follow that rigidly. Once you've done it mm -hmm. once or twice with too much, you're like, oh, I'll just omit that or I'll just use less. Or if it's too spicy, I have a very sensitive palate. I, hot food is really hard on me. So, you know, I've pushed myself a little bit. I cook a lot now with chili oil um, mm -hmm. mixed with olive oil or garlic oils to kind of give just that little tiny bit, but I'm not yeah. pouring in the whole spice packet, <laughs> you know? Sure. Yeah. It totally works. So, um, so, so what else would you say for people who say, uh, like I have single friends, I've tried to help kind of encourage them on the cooking path. And I find that for some of those, unless they're already passionate about cooking, it's the hardest because the, it just takes more effort. They have to source their food. They have to plan ahead. They have to either make a shopping list, you know, and do their shopping on Sundays in advance, or they have to keep running to the store every day. Like, what can you say to someone who's, you know, like, I know how to cook chicken and broccoli and that's it. <laughs> I would say, um, ask a friend for their favorite weeknight meal Ooh, awesome! and get a recipe or two from those friends and just try those just to expand your repertoire a little bit. You don't have mm -hmm. to cook every night. Like, I don't think you need to yes. be in the kitchen cooking every night, mm -hmm. nor do you need to spend Sunday meal prepping all day long. Yeah. I right. like, getting things prepared. Like I like knowing kind of what's happening maybe on Monday. I'm not like a full week long planner for myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like going to the grocery store on a regular basis mm -hmm. and it's next <laughs> to my gym. So I kind of really oh, like nice. it's, good, it's a good routine. Um, yeah. But if you are interested in getting some things out of the way on a Sunday, pick one thing, make a grain yeah. for the week. Oh, that's have it ready one. to go. Grains freeze really well too. So you can yeah. make a big batch. Mm -hmm. If you have an instant pot, rice in an instant mm -hmm. pot is so good, so, so fast. Good. So Not easy. on the rice setting though. You have uh -huh. to look, look it up online, uh -huh. how to do it. It's like, it's like a one-to-one -one proportion of water to, um, to the grain. And it takes like three minutes. Oh, what? It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. You know, what kind of pot? instant pot instant the pressure cooker pot. oh the pressure mm -hmm. cooker whoa yeah. yeah my mom had one of those giant ones when i was a kid and i was totally scared the scary of ones yeah but no, but there's better scary. ones now so i should check yeah. that out because sometimes that's the challenge even for me just because i have I'm so busy in my job and my profession is the time it takes to you know roll out the whole dinner and if you learn I mean, I've learned over time, if you're the kind of person who really wants to cook and likes to cook almost every night, which which we do almost every night, um, you can also kind of develop your own list on your phone or on paper or in your head, your repertoire of the super quick meals. You know, yes. so now that I know about three minute rice, you know, a super quick meal would be something like, um, even if it's frozen, block broccoli florets tossed with, you know, garlic, olive oil, salt, pepper, throw it on a cookie sheet, put it in the oven under a mm -hmm. low broil. That's going to be done in like seven to 10 minutes. Nice. And you can throw the rice in after that. And then if you have a quick protein, you're done. Like that's the yeah. quick, that's not the super gourmet meal, but it's easy enough. Yeah. And there was no crazy ingredients. And I think that's what helps when you start to learn also like for your side dishes, 
what is easy and quick like broccoli or what are those things where you can you kind of know in your head that almost any almost any vegetable could be prepared that way and be tasty yeah well for me it's roasting vegetables take a sheet pan and just roast them do it on a sunday like get some butternut squash some broccoli cauliflower whatever it is and roast a couple of trays of that then you have that in your fridge you have little containers you can pull out and make a salad for lunch. Yes, I was just going to say, um, yes. You can use it as a side for dinner. Like just mm-hmm. having a few things ready to go That's makes amazing. dinner time so much easier. That's amazing. My secret, um, my secret ingredient the last few months has been, and you know how, how I'm sure you know how it is, it kind of changes and rotates, has yes. been if you like onions, some people don't, if you like onions, a lot of times on like a Sunday or a weekend, I'll do a big pan of grilled, like basically caramelized onions because mm-hmm. they can go so fast on any quick roasted vegetable, on any mashed potatoes, on cold salads. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know how good, mm-hmm. it's, you know, on a savory salad, um, you can throw it in a sandwich. It's like, it, you just feel like you're, you're eating like this five-star meal, something about yeah. having that flavor. It just kind of is, makes it spark. And you're like, whoa, I should just yeah. put these around because this is amazing. Right, right. I keep um, pickled onions and jalapenos in my fridge. And I pickle it, quick pickle, no boiling, no nothing. Just mix up the vinegar, water, salt, and sugar, put it in there. And then they're great on like basically any Mexican preparation. You can throw some pickled onions on. You can put them on sandwiches, on salads. Like they're just, and they stay forever because it's sitting in vinegar and water. Like there's nothing in it that's going to go bad. What's your favorite onion to pickle? I like the red onion. Yeah, that's just the best. I like the red so onion. I, I like the color, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. so pretty on a like taco or anything yeah. else. Yeah, it just yeah. burgers. Okay, I'm going to have to yeah. pickle some red onions because I know I have like six onions in my fridge right now. It's like, I need to use some of these. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. So this. easy. But then you can also pickle the same method with cucumbers to make, obviously, pickles. Um, but radish, carrots, cauliflower, like you can do awesome. so much with so just a basic things. pickling liquid. I love that. That was one of the things I learned added to my repertoire because for some reason my mom was very scant on vinegar. She, something about her vegan style that she didn't want to use a lot of vinegar at that time. And I think thinking around that has changed, but so I never really had any pickling experience at all. And even those prearranged recipes or like someone going to learn from your class, once I realized that that's how easy it was to pickle something, quick pickle something, I was like, oh my goodness, I should be doing this all the time. And Then my doctor told me, I mean, everyone has their own, yeah, but one of my um, homeopathic doctors told me, reminded me that I tend to run acidic in my system, not alkaline, which acidic will age you faster and causes disease. Alkaline, having alkaline system is hugely preferable. And she said, remember, you should be eating something pickled every day. I said, no, 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 you don't. No, I am acidic, not alkaline. Why would I want it? She's like, no, no, no. The body, when you eat something pickled like that, or if you're drinking lemon juice in your water, um, it it sears. Oh, here comes acid. I'm going to counterproduce. So it actually creates more alkaline in your body. So then I thought, do you mean there's like a healthy reason to eat pickles? <laughs> I got to integrate yeah. that into my diet, which is awesome, uh, which is so cool. Yeah. What is your very favorite food? Oh gosh, this is the question. This is like asking me what my favorite, who my favorite child is. What's Um, your favorite dessert? Oh gosh, dessert. I'm a huge chocolate fan. Okay. So like if there's like a, and I know this is like kind of, you know, 
outdated, but it's still on menus. Like if there's a molten chocolate cake, a lava cake, something like that on the menu, I'm ordering it. Although I do love, so I was just in Arizona um, at one of Scott Conant's restaurants mm -hmm. and on the menu was a strawberry semi-fredo with black pepper. And I was like, well, I don't really, I mean, I like strawberries. I don't like fruit desserts, but this sounds really interesting. I'm going to try it with like a pistachio cookie underneath. It was so, I never finish a full dessert because I'm usually eating a lot of yeah, food. Right, right. I'm trying a lot of different dishes Tasting. and I'm like, I'll have a bite of dessert. I ate the whole thing. It was so right. good. The black pepper just kept you wanting to go back for more and more and more. So wow. that was really unique. For me, that it's usually a cool. chocolate dessert, but yeah, that was very That cool. is cool, which reminds me of one other favorite thing I'll share, and then we'll, we're almost out of time because I want to make sure you get to share some of your more inf your information also. One of my favorite things that I discovered in a restaurant um, in, uh, was I think it was in Monterey, California, uh, it was a really nice dinner place, and you probably know this, but I'd never seen it. I love a caprese salad, so, you know, mm -hmm. your tomatoes, buffalo, mozzarella, basil, and it was a caprese, um, a stacked stacked caprese on a plate, mm -hmm. which was beautiful. And the added ingredient was fresh watermelon. Mm -hmm. And that just, I was like, what is happening? How did I mm -hmm. never know that these all mm -hmm. work together? And I've got that yeah. extra crispy, juicy, got the sweetness of the watermelon. You got these incredible heirloom tomatoes. You got yeah. the buffalo, the fresh basil. I was like, yeah. who knew? So that's that thing too about mixing and trying and, you know, playing around with things and discovering your new favorites. Which is totally yeah. Awesome. If you like that salad, try, especially because it's summertime now, uh, watermelon, feta cheese and mint salad. Oh. Okay. So good. Okay. You're like, you're killing me here. This is amazing. This, and I'm doing, so good. I'm doing intermittent fasting right now, which means I haven't had my first meal yet today. So oh, I get very sorry. enthusiastic about food this time of day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I still enjoy all my food. I just eat it a little less frequently. Um, that is amazing. I will absolutely try that. And um, well, Debbie, I think we're just going to have you back because this is like, <laughs> this topic gets me so happy and excited. Yeah um so absolutely so tell um our viewers and listeners where they can find out more about you uh, your website your social media and anything else you'd like to share with them okay so my website is theeffortlesskitchen.com um on there you'll find all about me everything that i have to offer but there's also a free offer for a free recorded class. So if you sign up, you get the recording and you get the recipe, you can cook it at your leisure. Um, it should be a pop-up when you go to the website or go to the bottom of every page and there's Ooh. a little sign up section. So um, it's a little out of season now, it's potato leek soup with grilled cheese croutons, Ooh. but oh, so good. So, and you can me. eat the soup like more room temperature. It doesn't have to be piping hot, it's Did so good. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's kind of like that. Um, make it French. And um, on Instagram, I am the effortless kitchen by Debbie. I post awesome. a lot of food photos. So yes. if you love that, I'm also on LinkedIn. Yes. Same. Um, I'm Debbie Brosnan on LinkedIn and Debbie Brosnan on Facebook. So you can find me all over the place. Absolutely. Well, I think people will be reaching out to you because this is amazing. How could you not be excited about that? Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Literally like a high point in my day today talking to you, awesome. Debbie. Awesome. Oh, 
thank awesome. you again for being here uh, and um, for all of you uh, listeners and viewers we'll put we'll repeat Debbie's information that will be in the notes you can check that out and thanks Fantastic. again for joining me here on Scotland Talks please like and subscribe so we can keep this coming to you bring a more amazing people with uh, messages to share about how to add more joy to your life we'll see you again next week thank you